right. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here. That little girl sounds so adorable singing about the alphabet. Uh, I, I wish, I wish uh, grown-up adults had a grasp of the alphabet and words and sentences, <laughs> and etc. Et uh, getting your thoughts across uh, in an intelligent manner. Of course, uh, that's an art. It takes practice, and uh, you have to... Uh, Usually you have to have a university degree <laughs> to really express yourself properly so that no, everybody understands and that uh, nobody gets confused. Isn't that uh, correct, uh, Mr. English in London, that you really have to be careful how you say things so that people understand you? I think you have to be exceedingly careful, Eli. Yes, and uh, it's good to be here with you after quite a long time since we lasted anything much together, uh, probably a couple of years or a year and a half or something. So thank you for inviting me back on. But yes, with regards to words, they are a minefield. And uh, they're a minefield that we're kind of walking through every day. Most of us, uh, I include myself, of course, oblivious to our misuse of them from time to time, and we get into all sorts of trouble because of it. So yeah, words are pretty important. They really are. Yes. Yes, yes. Brother Abear says he's been up since 4 a.m. And uh, I slept an extra hour and I'm still groggy. I don't know why, but uh, I'm, I'm up and uh, perky as a squirrel uh, eating a nut. <laughs> it's probably it's probably because you've not had your grits. Uh, you know, I like to bang on about all yeah. Americans having grits for breakfast and this is it. So, yeah, we went, you're talking about the clock thing, aren't you? And no doubt Brother Abear is talking about that as well. We had this last yes. week. And, uh, yeah, it always just gets me slightly ticked off because you think, oh, please, stop messing about with the clocks. And then you realize that they're not going to do that. They're just going to keep messing around with everything. Any sort of point of disruption where they can cause it, they'll have a go, won't they? And the clocks is definitely one of them. So I've no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, like uh, in America, I don't know about Europe, but at noon, at least in small town America, the sirens go off. Okay, just for, to make sure to say, yeah. now, do you think passively that the Chinese would invade at noon? <laughs> that would be perfect timing, wouldn't it? I don't, know whether, right? I don't know whether you're asking me or that's a question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Would you mind awfully, if you could, could you just mind, if you are going to invade us, would you do it at noon, please? <laughs> it's so much yeah, more right. convenient. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Our alarms will be off and we'll not suspect you're invading. <laughs> yes. Right? Crazy, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so uh, yeah, and uh, uh, in fact, the the word Gentile. Uh, we'll be talking about the word Gentile at uh, various points today, and also uh, the words words like Judah and Israel, and uh, that was the theme of my sermon at the homecoming conference uh, in uh, early October. Yeah, and it's amazing how people do not understand. You have to have, as I like to say. You have to have the original definition, the original meaning of the word in the original Greek and the original Hebrew before you can intelligently talk about Bible stuff. Yes. That's it. You have to have the original meanings. And that was stated in the Westminster Confession in the 1600s. You know, this was a true British religion. Okay, and they say that that uh, in or, if there's any disputes among Christians about w- what a passage means, then you have to go back to the original Hebrew and the original Greek, and uh, start with those and figure out what do they say, what do those words mean, and then maybe we can resolve our dispute. But that's not what the Christian world does, <laughs> Paul. Nope. They simply, oh, a, a Gentile is a non-Israelite, or 
a non-Jew or a heathen. They have no idea what a Gentile is. None no. whatsoever. Okay? So, no, they don't. So I understand, I understand that this uh, subject was broached at a recent meeting uh, that you had in, in London. Okay? So maybe you can tell people about that. Yeah. Um, I had a it, – uh, well, it was sort of local to me, so not too far. And um, uh, it was – I was I was just invited out to go and uh, have a chat with some people who I've met many times before. And this is a kind of ad hoc group of good-hearted people, really, very good-hearted, who are very concerned about what's going on in the world, as are many people, I suppose, um, who are yeah. suddenly becoming concerned for the first time. You know, there's a huge swelling yeah. of the ranks of something or other um, in terms of people genuinely being concerned by... This COVID nonsense, of course. Whether to, yeah, whether to get jabbed or not, that is the question. <laughs> and yeah. as Shakespeare said, right? To jab yeah, I think or it, not I, to I don't jab. know. I think you're That's kind of murdering Shakespeare then, but I'll let you do it because <laughs> because, yeah, right. because you're making the point well. Absolutely. Yeah. To be jabbed or yeah. not to be jabbed, that is the question. And uh, suffering the pricks of a thousand needles or whatever. Um, but, um, there you go. Yes, we could yeah. go on with that one, couldn't we? We could do a whole show on that one, Re rewrite yeah. that speech. But, uh, yeah, so I've, I've been together with these people on a few occasions more. And, uh, I know some of them. I'm sort of getting to know them. They're really great people. Um, and I'm a bit of a curate's egg to them because uh, they uh, want to talk about things like how we're going to make the world a better place and stuff like that. Um, and then I want to talk to them or will from time to time drop in the idea that that scripture is uh, is a racially exclusive contract, um, which yes. is just, uh, and I do this very gently, and I've done it repeatedly, um, without getting to, without getting to the point of an argument. It never gets to that. This is why it's good. It's a really good space. People are open to listening, but I can see it's awkward. It, it's an awkward idea, you know. Um, maybe uh -huh. I've said to you before that yep. that the, the most foul of all the Anglo-Saxon four-letter swear words currently is race and uh mm -hmm. without a doubt you can clear a room and uh and all these <laughs> things <laughs> you can or you can make it go very quiet <laughs> and yeah. and you know I, right. I, I, i'm sort of giggling a bit but i don't mean to do that it's just that that is the effect it still tends to have right. on a very and i'm really interested in these basics it's like you know if you if we want to address and i'm interested in finding ways of addressing larger audiences with the with the basic fundamentals of the truth here uh, once people get going they can go off and learn at their own pace but they're not even really most people on the right track to start off with how do we switch the points how do we get them you know to to see these basic things and it's unavoidable you have to talk about race you must do it and so yes, i try right. to, you, to. you do don't you and, and i try to find comic or light relief ways of introducing it it's not always successful of course um <laughs> <laughs> because some no, people I, just I, I react badly a lot of, I, I imagine there's a lot of spit takes when people are sipping their tea yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, there's a bit sort of there's that quiet Grace. moment. My, you know, my my <laughs> my mother-in-law, uh, God oh. rest her soul, she was fantastic. I, I don't know if I mentioned before. She married so my wife's mother and father were a very interesting mm -hmm. pair. They're no longer with us, but he was a vicar, and uh, oh, wow. but but he didn't start off as that. He started off as an advertising executive, right? So. <laughs> 
so my wife in the same business. It's just right? fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he was a good guy. He was a really good guy. He was a lovely man. I, I, I loved him dearly. He was a fantastic yeah. man and uh, very kindly and very accommodating with all sorts of things. We wouldn't have seen eye to eye on things, but that wasn't the place to. And um, however, his wife, obviously, when she married him, she married an advertising guy, right? But after a few years, he turned around and said, I'm no longer in the advertising business. I'm I'm going into the church business. I'm sure he didn't phrase it like that, right? So um, right. I've often thought about this. We never got around to talking about it too much. But she uh, she was very bright. They'd both been to university. She was an only child, and she's a very comical lady as well. Very brilliant mimic, um, wonderfully yeah. kind lady. And uh, so she took to the role of the classic English vicar's wife. With rel- she just right. That's it. This is what we're doing. So much so yeah. that she actually taught herself. Hebrew. Um, uh, wow. She, yeah, she taught herself Hebrew. And, and when we used to go, now this was before I knew you, we're talking early 90s. And before okay. my line, I was still immersed in fighting banks then. I was just about to go berserk with banks. Yeah. The uh, next 10 uh, years, the 90s were extremely me, me and the banks and the bank kicking my rear end type moment. But right. uh, which led me to this, of course, which is this very bizarre route. But the, the, the shells were covered with Hebrew versions of the Bible. And uh, am I right in thinking that Hebrew runs, does it run the opposite way? Is it right to left language? Or am I wrong yes, about that? Yes, that's correct. It is. Yeah, and, and no vowels. No vowels right. in ancient Paleo-Hebrew, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so someone at this meeting has threatened, I mean, they didn't really threaten, they've threatened to equip me with a Hebrew bi- a Bible with all the English translation. Would you like a copy? I said, yeah, go on then. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And then people go up to say, how many Bibles have you got? I said, not enough, because none, of them, none <laughs> of them are quite right, you know. And yeah, um, right. um, But anyway, this so I got called, sorry, my anecdotes aside, I get called into this to go to this meeting, and I'm suitably me and five minutes late, which was a little awkward this time, because everybody was sat in a circle, and there was this wooden chair with nobody in it, which was where I'm supposed to sit. Yeah. It's got my right. name on it, on a they little name tag. Yeah, they saved That's me a good. place. They saved you a place. They saved yeah. me a place. So I get, I go in and, and suitably make my fumbling apologies for being five minutes late or whatever. And, uh, you know, I need to really set off like a day beforehand for nearly all my appointments because I'm invariably and stupidly, you know, tardy with these things. But they were great. And uh, I was sat between um, two men that I'd not met before. And uh, I won't go into their names right now because it's not appropriate, I think, But because uh, I'll get to know them. But the one on my left was a, a, an elderly gentleman uh, with a beard, and he had an amazing story. Um, he was a scientist now, back in England, but he'd been adopted as a young child and then obviously moved to uh, the home and the country of the parents that had adopted him, who were Israeli Jews. <laughs> this was wow. So this was quite amazing, and it turned out that his father, yeah. his father, whose name I don't have, but in due course, maybe in privately, I'll let you know later on as I get to find out more, because he only touched on this briefly, and we couldn't go through it in, in much detail. Um, his father had taught himself all of the six major uh, Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, everything, because oh, he was one of the lead translators on a new batch of Dead Sea Scrolls. He was actually involved with this. And this guy was very kindly, wow. uh, the man that was talking about... You married about- into royalty. You married into royalty and you didn't know it. Oh, well, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, so the, the, the gentleman with me was obviously an Anglo-Saxon, but he's, he, he was adopted. Right. And he was, he was talking about the adoption process. Basically, back then, they just picked him out of a hat. It was almost like, hey, you, get quick, get rid of that one, and that can go over there. It's that kind of stuff. Right. So yeah, yeah. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but obviously, you know, maybe fate had a, had a big hand in this. And yeah, it, um, it was, It's good he wasn't sacrificed at Passover. 
<laughs> yes, I guess. Right? I, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. That's that, that's yes. that's a type of a joke. I, I, I'll try and bring that up yeah. with him next time I see him. Right? <laughs> um, so but he it, survived and became a Hebrew scholar. How about that? Well, he wow. did. Yeah, he did, and he started to look into it. And he wasn't he wasn't ex, um, going on at great length about these things. It was more about, and, he, and he's definitely got sort of. And he said so. He said, I've got sort of social skills issues. He's not unintelligent, but he was very, he was slightly nervous and timid sort of personality, which he spoke about, and that he'd always felt sort of, sort of uncomfortable. So he looked a little bit delicate as he a person. Caught right? that from his adoptive, adoptive parents. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think it wise to even raise that as a thought, Eli. Yeah, right. Had you been there, you could have plowed in <laughs> and let yeah, him know. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he was no an, a really decent soul, honestly, really, really good. And so he said a few things. And then on the other side of me, there's another gentleman who I'd met for the first time um, who had been, I think, uh, a preacher in the Methodist church, but had been kicked out for talking about the Nephilim and giants. Apparently, this had not gone down too well at some point. Oh, there was something like oh. that. So I'm probably not yeah. doing the whole story justice. But he, that's, he was... That's too he was, close to the subject of the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry for interrupting. But, no, 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 you can interrupt because I'll go on forever. So please jump all over me because I'm, I'm sort of drawing okay. breath here. But um, okay. anyway, he was... He spoke. We all had to introduce ourselves. Now, um, basically, it was for their benefit because I'd introduced myself to this group, although there were three or four new people there that I'd not seen before, probably about five times. So they said, Paul, will you say, I said, okay, well, you better give me a time limit because I can make this as short or as long as you want. How how long do you want me to speak for? They said about five minutes. So I I covered some of the key points, which I've touched upon here. You know, the whole of the banking thing that I came through to looking at scripture by the way it wasn't a meeting about scripture necessarily it just went this way it was actually really a meeting mm-hmm. about the condition of our nation you see <laughs> so right. really it is about scripture if you see because it all is That's and correct. um uh so uh, I, I went through that little route. I said, you know, basically, uh, sorry to say, but banking brought me to screen. I came here through <laughs> through having through being immersed. I said, I'm not a banker, although some of you may want to call me that later on under under your breath, uh, and blah blah blah. And we went through that, and uh, and then we just got talking about things generally. Uh, this went on for about three hours. It was it was a wonderful evening. It really was. Oh, very um, good. Uh, really very light-handed, um, not trying to get any points across. He said certain things which uh, I didn't agree with at all. Um, I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, but we've yet to talk. We're going to talk more. We've exchanged messages, and I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I think it will be wonderful yes, because it was good. done in such a good spirit. And at one point, I think he was right. talking about, you know, this idea, you've mentioned it, obviously, repeatedly over the years, that the, the, the law is done away with and that grace is all you really need, you know. And uh, he went through this and he looked mm-hmm. at me. I said, he said, what do you think about that? And I said, well, I, I, I'm not able to agree with you on that on any point. <laughs> I was smiling as I said it. <laughs> he said, okay, it was done really pleasantly. It wasn't like, you're wrong and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, none you're of a heathen. <laughs> oh, no. well, I'm yeah, a heathen and a so Gentile. is my. Yeah. I'm a, I said, this yeah. is what was Gentiles are like, you know, as Israelites right. of the dispersion. But I, no, I wasn't jumping so far ahead because the people there. Now I've I've spoken about these things maybe four or five times, and I notice, and this is understandable. I'm not having a go at anyone. It's taking four or five times of me repeatedly doing it before it's beginning to sort of settle on the surface. I can see yeah. in people's faces that this, yeah, there's still a look of slight alarm when I start talking about. <laughs> 
And I, I, and you mentioned words right at the beginning, and this was my reference yeah. point all the time throughout it. I said, look, if I'm misunderstanding the words, I said, and I may be, I said, then you here have to, in due course, correct me. I said, because I don't want to be wrong about this. I said, there's no point me spitting out stuff. I said, but I'm reasonably sure, having spent quite a few years in the presence of very learned people and learning from them and other documents, that this is basically accurate. And and I was sticking to these little words that I know I've mentioned to you before, but particularly the word testament right at the very beginning. Um, and that's where we started off. And, and I said, uh, the reason why this book, because they're, they're starting to buy Bibles. <laughs> there's a guy there yeah, yeah the, 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 we were at a meeting on a previous about five days before and there's a really nice chap there and uh he's very helpful on the health front brilliant actually in fact we've just got a device courtesy of his of his uh heads up which basically spins water in this big magnetic field and it creates structured water um and uh, then you put it in a hydrogenizer. It attaches all this hydrogen to the water. It only arrived yesterday. And apparently, according to the blurb, and this is for maybe another show or something, but anybody that's taken the vaccine, if you drink this water, it will reclarify your blood in about 12 minutes. It will stop mm. you. So they're expecting these spike proteins, aren't they, to wipe people out over this winter? Yes. And right. uh, so this, I'm going slightly off track. I didn't really want to get into this fully, but it's just to give you that sort of knowledge here is floating around in this group, which is why it's very valuable to me. And also ah, uh, pe- yeah. people are doing things practically. Here is this, this, plug it in and use it now. That's the stuff that we need. It's very encouraging because mm-hmm. I think under the sort of onslaught that we're facing, this response is naturally occurring, and it leads us into, yes. you have to get now, oh, what's really going on? Oh, hello, we've got this book called The Bible. I think I think if we yeah. can read this well, one uh, right, you're going to find out yeah. what's going on. It's going to be very useful. Let me, yeah, let me interject here, because uh, I have been expecting a great awakening, okay? Yeah. And I've always been wondering, what's going to be the trigger to bring our people back to the truth, back to their biblical roots. And, you know, it, inadvertently, the Rothschilds have triggered it with COVID. Okay? I, I, I'm very coming to that view very yeah. much, very much, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, so that's a good, it turns out to be a good thing, <laughs> at least for those who, who live, right, <laughs> and, and survive. Well, as long as, right. as long as some of our, of our better people live, that's really... Yeah. It, you know, I, whether good. I'm one or not, I don't know. I, I accept that there's errors I've made in my life and that there's, that's it. They were made. Uh, but we're looking to repent or to become clear about these things, to cor- do our best to correct them. So I kind of view it, I suppose, as a process. I know there is a destination where things change markedly. I know that. But at the moment, the, the, it's like a process. And, and we've got a lot of people who are inquiring, but still on the wrong track, on the wrong rail track. It looks as though we're all going in the same direction. But we're saying, no, the track you're on goes into a ravine. <laughs> Really? Yeah, right. it does. This one, this one doesn't. This one goes into a valley full of food and sunshine and happy people. You you don't want to be on that right. train. You want to be on this one, right? So we're trying to get them across. It's tricky, but um, the thing with the thing with the words, of course, just going back to this word testament, 
um, because this other chap had spoken a bit, you know, and it touched on universal things. I didn't sort of balk or jump all over him or anything. I understand absolutely why this is a prevailing thought. It's been out there for a long, long time, courtesy of churches that have slowly decayed in terms of guarding the truth. They have. It's been a gradual process of falling away. And now we've hit this point where everybody thinks that this is it and that, you know, God loves everyone. So I, I, I talked about Testament and I said, um, it's obviously the word, you know, it's from this Greek word, diatheke. Um, I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I never know if I'm pronouncing it right, Eli. I don't know if you know how to yeah. pronounce it, but that's how I, I, I pronounce diateke, it. but that's okay. Is yeah. it? Is it diatheke? Okay. You know, maybe I, I should ask yeah. the man at the kebab shop. Maybe he would know. What do you think? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, 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 apart from all that chili yeah. sauce, could you could you ha- no, no, handle it, this it's, for it's me? The skewer, it's the skewer <laughs> on, the, on the kebabs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, sorry. no, you've got it all wrong it's this it's this seasoning that we put on the lamb oh there you go no no no, yeah we'll see what he says but i said anyway it's definitely it's contract i said now i said i would i would like personally this is me i would like a bible where it said the old contract and the new contract in the two sections i would like that personally Mm -hmm. and the re Mm -hmm. i said as as soon as you've put that word there i said this is an accurate word i said i'm going to suggest to you that the entire tone and hue of the document is shifted markedly it it becomes mm-hmm. a very grounded document it does to me anyway i'm sharing how i feel about it right that's that's the impact it has on me so i refer to it as the old contract and the new contract i said and of course an interesting uh, aspect of contracts i said the reason why we have them because everybody agrees but i'm i'm sort of going through this uh, as one does is that they you know they have all these qualities but one of the defining and paramount qualities of them is that they are documents of exclusivity this is why that's we right. that's why we draw them up there's a reason for it and they work the whole mm-hmm. world runs on them and runs quite well apart from the devious ones but um right. you know that, that's why we do it and everybody knows this you see so now we're talking about things that p- people are very familiar with and that are comfortable with that's good i said so but this exclusivity is a is the key quality right that's right uh, it's it's such an inherent part of the word that you don't have to say the exclusive contract because that's just you, you know you're doubling up you don't need to do that at all a contract by definition is an exclusive document so yeah. i was i was pointing out to them as you well know because i know you i've heard you talk about <laughs> this a long many times is that um uh that word in many ways is the complete opposite of the word catholic it's the total that's opposite right. of right um mm-hmm. so you exactly. cannot have you can't have a catholic contract you can't have a universal exclusivity i mean you That's can't right. have one can you <laughs> no no uh, universal cancels out exclusive it, it does abs- absolutely right. does now yeah all the time eli when i'm talking about i'm trying to keep it at this level of this sort of language at this level this is just yes. me i'm not saying it will necessarily be effective but i know that i'm at ease and and i think it gets more traction for longer i can hold people's attention on the topic longer that, that i will right. s- tell when people have drifted but each time you go back to it it gets easier to go a little bit deeper down the line it's something like that that's right that's um, right. Yeah, you got to soften them up, butter them up, uh, whatever it takes, because uh, Gentile, we Gentiles, yes, <laughs> need to be handled with loving care, <laughs> gentle loving care, as if we were patients at an insane asylum. All right, back to you. I think I think you're right. I, I think we do. I mean, some people don't, but you know, particularly with men, men who who obviously have studied biblical things a lot. 
it gets more difficult because the glass is already more than half full and there's a great deal of their own personal energy has gone into this and we're all like that around all sorts of topics you know we don't come easily to being corrected the older you get it's difficult you have to acknowledge this it's just one of those things and uh, that has to be taken into account i try to take it into account all the time and you know what i was saying as well i said look this doesn't mean that everybody that's been involved with the catholic church was evil or bad i said in many cases they were unaware of these things because actually the the doctrine and structure of the church has ensured to a great degree that the people that sat down in the pews were never aware of that this was de-emphasized to such a degree that it drifted out of their space and that they associate Mm. you know congregations with a christian fellowship and good feeling and all this kind of stuff and yeah, um, all races are saved yes yeah all that and all stuff. that kind yeah. of stuff so um everybody kind of you know was getting that that was good and uh right. i then talked about i mean when i went to church as a little boy in the 1960s and uh we were i think in england really i was part of the last generation of children who whose pe- most parents many parents took their children to church on a sunday as a family this happened a lot mm-hmm. um for me up until about the age of 12 i think it's about 12 the early 1970s that is and um i was a cub which is like part of the scout movement over here and uh, we used to go to church on sundays for that and and so on and so forth and i didn't even know what a catholic was uh, until right. I was, until I was about eleven, I didn't even know. Uh, wait a minute. When did, when did you find out what a Jew was? <laughs> I think my dad had probably said a few harsh little words about that. So I was going, oh, okay. but it's not. Yeah, I was too busy with my head in books and things. It wasn't sort of an issue, really. Although, right. of course, you would have heard the, the phrase of Christ admonishing the Jews or whatever it is at church and things like this. Right. And, but yeah. it didn't register much you're, beyond that. It really didn't register much beyond that. A little anti-Semite. Yeah. Okay. Good. And yeah. Okay. Let me just comment here because it's very important. Because uh, let me tell you, I have run into many angry old men, and uh, they uh, in in identity, and uh, it's impossible to have a discussion with them because uh, they're so uptight and tense about the situation, the racial situation, and people not understanding scripture, that they don't know how to calm down and converse uh, in, in a normal fashion with normal people. Well, and unfortunately, normal normal people today are abnormally uh, uh, uneducated about the Bible. Okay? Yes. And so you just have to be patient with people. You, you, uh, like, you have to treat them as they were little children, you know, at least kindly, you know, rather than angry, because that doesn't work. Back to you. I, I think the, your use of the word abnormal there is absolutely correct. There is an abnormal ignorance of things, which is um, a result, really, of this effect of centuries of uh, obfuscating the truth, of of the other way becoming an inherent part of the rigmarole of churches, all of them, you know. Um, oh. And so instead of them fulfilling their actual role, uh, they, they, they are obviously the wolves in sheep's clothing. And yeah. um, uh, it, and most of the people in it don't even know that they're that. You can't, in other words, you can't, you, as you said, this, this rancor that comes in is unhelpful. I'm being kindly. It's worse than that. It's completely useless. It, it achieves right. nothing. I'm not, you know, there's no point sort of going in, I'm right. Although this is a complete, you know, it's a default position for a lot of people when they think they're involved in an argument where their views are being confronted. They want to go, I'm right about this and you're wrong. And <laughs> you just look at this, you yeah. go, this is not helpful. 
you know, um, you have to you have to open your heart to the fact that you may be wrong, and when you do that, the other person can then hear you. But when you're right. pounding the table that you're right, people just I do. You know, I'm not no one, not one of us will have somebody else just tell us something and that's it, and you've got to yeah. accept it. What's that about? <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah, right, right. It, it it doesn't work. Yeah. It absolutely does not work. I've I've got no evidence to suggest it works. Let's put it that way. So yeah. um, so yeah. So anyway, so so this this thing about the contracts come up, and uh, later on we were talking about it. Came back to this that the conversation was going all over the place, which was wonderful. I can't sort of detail all of it. It was talking about giants and coming back, and I was talking about the fact oh, that boy. yes. They, they've got no. the bones of giant. There's a there's a museum in Vienna right now where there's a bones department because my mate went and interviewed this guy for a radio thing about twelve years ago. He's got a femur in there, you know, the big bone in the th- the biggest bone in the body. There's a femur bone right. there. It's absolutely human, and the man that had it or the woman that had it, I can't tell you what gender it was, was about thirty five feet tall. It's a femur that right. big. It's absolutely vast, yeah. right? So, um, and they've got these. He said, oh, yeah, we get bones sent in that I'm not allowed to put out, that I have to put over here in this room. <laughs> there are all sorts of things, you know. So, right. Right. and this is Good. where I shared a lot of ground, and we would share a lot of ground with this chap that was here because he was talking about the Nephilim. He was talking about the fall. He was talking about the Israelites being charged with going down the road and killing all the hybridized ones, right? Mm. Uh, he right. said, "You go along." I said, "Absolutely." I said, "That's exactly that's this part of it." Yes, yeah, exactly. there is. That's Genesis chapter six. That's Absolute. what it says. <laughs> and th- that I'm right. no doubt that's what got him kicked out of the church, right, or, or wherever right. he was. Um, um, and he was an English chap, but he'd, he'd lived in America a long time in California, and uh, I don't. And this is where he'd acquired a, or reacquired a taste for whatever form of Christianity yeah. was bumbling around his, his and wherever he, saw he lived. Hybrids running all over the place, <laughs> <in> California. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah, Com- in California. So, um, yeah, there you go. And uh, uh, so I said, yeah, I'm. Com- yeah, totally agree with you on that. That's uh, that's certainly my understanding t- at the moment. That's what okay, I always so say. Let, so- let me picture. Let me picture this. You're sitting at a pub. Are you drinking tea or ale? No, we're sitting in someone's lounge because uh, a nice house, really nice house. We're sitting in, there's about oh, 14 oh. people in a circle, um, and uh, we're all just sat comfortably on chairs and we're talking. But we three had been sort of selected to talk the most, which was kind. And um, I was, you know, throwing in certain things, not to have an argument with him, but to just throw something else in. Very interesting when we got round to World War Two and Hitler. Very interesting, actually, mm. because... Mm. Oh, wow. um, uh he he had the standard view although he had heard something about the economic miracle in germany this was great actually yeah. it was a very good exchange yeah i said yeah it's, it's actually it's a bit more than that <laughs> i said but but at least you're aware of it um i said um I went through the whole details of that. We don't need to recover them here again. I mean, we, you yeah, know, right. but in general, I said, you, you've got a situation where this country has been completely and utterly shattered. And in three years, he gets six million men back to work. How did he do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I said, well, the way that he did it yep. is a way that the bank still to this day would prefer you don't know how it's done. Um, even right. though I know, I know he took in money from elsewhere. We touched on this. I said, yes, there were other people financing him. Yes, they were manipulating him up to a point. I said, but you have to bear in mind that uh, dogs will, will sometimes turn around and bite their handler. I said, and this is what happened. There you go. Because this guy right. had other ideas in mind. I said, people say, oh, he was, he took money from this, that, and the other. And I've said to people, I said, look, 
if I was in charge of a nation like that, where we were being absolutely crushed, I would, and someone came along like that, I would take um, supplies yeah, from anyone and everywhere to get my people yeah. back on their feet. And that's what he did. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a handout. Well, a loan, I imagine, well, yeah, Helmut Schacht, who was his economic advisor. Yeah. You know, to, uh, Germany needed money. You know, they did. Can you blame him for that? Right. No. Um, but, they, I mean, they did many things. Schacht is obviously, you know, many of these figures, when you really look into it, are kind of ambivalent in terms of their motives. And they swing yes, they one, one way in that in terms of their actions over the years. You go, oh, is he on this side or is he on that? Probably half of them are just surviving because they're going to get in the neck from higher up the food chain at some point. You know, there's all sorts of things going on that we're not – we probably never will be privy to. But I think, you know, the – uh, by their fruits and this is really yeah. you know you have to go back to that because it, it is a, it's a pretty sound guide it's a very sound guide and so we were touching on this and i said uh, of course there was a little bit of sort of rancor about this or slight discomfort yeah, are you saying he was a good guy and i said well let's put it this way i said let's put it this way i said they were saints not nobody involved in war is a saint necessarily i said but i said you've got these four protagonists that we've we've talked about we've got We've got church because they talked about Churchill, and I said some very derogatory things, which got a lot of laughter. Uh-huh. I said I'm not particularly, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the fat, drunken sodomite. Is basically what I said, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, uh, so there's him, there's Roosevelt, there's Stalin, and there's Hitler. And I, I basically I said of the four, the first three um, are so bad that they make Hitler look good. I said, the, but yeah. the truth is, he actually he was the least worst by such a degree. By such a degree, if you want to use this language, that really de facto he's the good he's the good guy. And you will find, I said, that the truths in this document, holding up a Bible, are very I said, not perfectly, but very much echoed in many of the things that they did. I said they they got a lot of the key fundamentals right under the circumstances that they were operating in. And it's very easy for all of us to judge everybody in history and say they were this, they were that. I said, we weren't there at the time. Right now, today, we are making loads and loads of errors, which we will be judged upon by, hopefully, our future grandchildren, if they're going to, you know, if we come through this. Uh, I'd I'd love it. I love the idea of them running me down, because it means that they're around, and that's what we want. Um, So I said, you know, it's different. Spoiler alert says, uh, if the, this subject of Hitler is broached again, remind them that Hitler was Time Magazine's Man of the Year in 1938. Yes. <laughs> okay. Did, yeah. Right. Well, he was. Because he, he did a lot of good things. Yeah. He, he was outstanding. Uh, was, was you know, Churchill and... ever? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Did Stalin ever? I mean, you know, um, interestingly um uh, michael gaddy has been talking recently about stalin and, and looking things and i've been speaking to him uh and he's a great chap and, and it's really great to have these discussions with him and some of his the team that are around him and one of the points he was making out about the united states is that they already had done a deal with stalin knowing full well this is in the early 30s knowing full well right. that stalin by then had already starved three million ukrainians to death you see, yes. so so I'm saying the United States, but as you and I would probably suspect and suggest, I would anyway, that force in control of the United States was the one that was quite happy to do those deals. The, the way that it had insinuated itself into the power centres by then, courtesy of the Federal Reserve and the great power that comes with that, or at least the great power to Thank manipulate. You. Yeah. 
getting back to banking again. Right? Getting back to banking, uh, okay. yeah. Because it is linked, you see. It's, 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 it seems right. really grotty, doesn't it? Oh, what, you, you came to this through banking? Well, yeah, because in, in banking, you've got evidence of all the foulness and all the harms being waged against my people, your people, our people. It's there, all of it, you know. So, um, yes. Uh, that was really, really good. And of course, we were talking about race, and someone said, Oh, yeah, but he was really into all that. This was kind of phrased in a slightly derogatory way or a slightly critical way. The tone of it was, anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, but he was into all this blonde head and blue eyed thing with his people, wasn't he? And I said, Yes, that's a good thing. I went, What? I said, well, Why not? It's his race, isn't it? Isn't that a good thing? What's wrong with blue haired, blonde eyed? blonde head and blue-eyed yeah. people, or blue head and blonde-eyed people, even, for that matter. There you go. Yeah, I said, if, that's, if that's what that's you've got... today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually... Yeah, they've kind of got it wrong, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, backwards, yeah, they have. They've kind of got it backwards. But um, I said, why would you not do that? I said, you know, those are your people. I said, you know, pointing again at contracts, said, this is an exclusive proposition, right? It's a racial document. I said, by the terms of this document, Yahweh got... Because oh, that was interesting as well, Eli. Because I, I sometimes... You know, I've meant, I talked with you maybe six or seven months ago about this, the name of God thing. Um, yeah. uh, and I'm not dismissing it lightly. It's very important to me because I keep coming back to it. You know, I know we say Yahweh. I'm happy to say Yahweh. It feels right. I also like Jehovah. I look at it and I'm going, well, what do I mean by like? Is it because I like the sound of it? Is it right? <laughs> Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's pretty important. I've, I, in fact, you know, that's understatement. I think it's very important. And so I've still got this slight anxiety that I'm not getting it right. And we discussed this. And I asked her, I said, well, what is, you know, before we'd even touched it, I said, what, what name, you know, do you call God? And they, several went Yahweh. I was really quite taken aback mm, by this. Because, remember, this is not a Bible thing. Yeah. Nobody's coming on scripture and, and, and pounded on the table. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really interesting. Yeah, it was. I, I just went. This is really interesting. And then we talked about the fact that Yahweh's name had been removed from the Bible six and a half thousand times. I said and replaced right. with this terminology, the Lord, which actually goes to Adonai, which goes down to the actual. This is the name of the baddie. <laughs> this is the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and then. And then these things in churches we talked about, like, you know, I said, in my view, you should not be kneeling. You never kneel. I said, why are you kneeling? All your energy is going down into the dark realms. I don't want that. I said, <laughs> that's my view. And also, you are supplicating yourself to a religious organization. You're, you're sending out body signals that they're in charge of. They will be my intermediary right. with God. I said, you, forget that. Right? Forget it. I'm not. I'm not kneeling now that I know what's going. No way. I don't do that, right? Because yeah, I don't need right. you. We don't need them. You see, they're they're just getting the way and um, cock it right up. That's Excuse my French. Paul said uh, oh, we have only one intercessor between ourselves and uh, and the Father, and that's Yeshua. Yes, right. So that is we it. Don't need no stinking Catholic priests. We don't need yeah. no stinking Catholic priests or, <laughs> or Anglican priests, right? Okay. Or any of them. We don't need I them. I hope there weren't any Anglican priests. <laughs> you, you can work that. in as many as you want, if you like. But if you go through all of them, there's about a thousand denominations. We're going to be here all day. We'll never, we'll never get to the end, would we? But, um, you know, that kind of – there's all these subtle little things about the way churches have obviously got warped. And, and You see, I really – and I was saying, I said, I don't really know what they're about. I said, I remember, you know, going back to this thing about being a child and going there – or as a young person, I said, 
my the impression i had of most of the people and it was packed was the church right it used to be full all the time i remember this um and not a huge church where i was it's still there to this day i could go and see it if i wanted to probably get in i don't know maybe 200 300 people something like that and uh it was full it was full all the time families and people stood at the side sometimes they couldn't get things they'd be stood down the the aisles at the side of whatever you call it and um but i never had a good impression of the people that were there uh i couldn't have said that Mm -hmm. to you at nine or ten or eleven but i had this sort of awkward feeling that they were all kind of wet (laughs) (laughs) they didn't strike me to the world wedded to the world yeah they were Mm -hmm. nice people honestly they were nice people and they meant well but i used to sing in the choir right because i could sing and um so i ended up doing that and of course i didn't i didn't mind um because uh, they used they used to we used to get to sing at weddings on a on a weekend and if we got hired for a, wed- oh, a wedding okay. we got four shillings now that's nothing today but oh, i tell nice. you back then yeah, and yeah one one weekend i did three weddings i had 12 shillings it was huge money for me it was like off the charts i didn't know what to do. i think i probably right. spent it on sweets for the rest of the week you know because i'm only 11 or yeah. 12 and hadn't learned anything by then yeah. but uh uh so there was that but the guys that sang in the choir this is just i, I didn't really like them they had uh-huh. something about them that worried me. I didn't. I don't know what it was. Okay. They didn't strike me as being uh, sincere Christians. Normal, just normal people. They oh, they were wrapped right. up in appearing to be good in the church or something. They were they were all right. these sort of reticent beta male types, if, if to use today's phrase. My father, my okay. dad was a very lively chatterbox. This is where I get it from too. Right, very very lively. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. and. Uh, he was just like that his entire life. And um, uh, I mm-hmm. I was talking about this, and I probably learned more about religion from my dad's comments in the car coming back right, right. than I did when I was in there. My dad would just say a few – I can't even remember them now, but I know that there was just – there'd be a few comments, oh, this is like this. I don't know why they do that. And I just – you know, I looked up to my dad. You do. And I had a lot of good reasons to look up to him because he was a very solid man. He really was fantastic, actually. And uh, – uh, I didn't appreciate it fully, as you do as a teenager when you're – well, I didn't. You know, most of us tend not to, I think, but and, and I certainly conform to that. But there was an incident, and I mentioned this to this crowd, that happened when I was about um, 13 or 14. We didn't go to church anymore by then, but we used to get visited by the Jehovah's Witnesses, right? And um, right. there was a Saturday afternoon when I was at home – and the the doorbell goes at the front door, and I'm literally, I'm on the other side of a wall, but it's like four feet away. And I didn't hear everything that was going on, but my dad goes out. And he'd gone out to talk to them a lot of times, and blah, blah, blah. And it went on for a few minutes, and then uh, it didn't get heated or anything like that. It was, you know, maybe a five or ten minute discussion, so they were talking about things. And then they left, and he, and he came in. Anyway, either later that day or that weekend, he started, he commented about it. And he said, you know, those he said, those people that were here yesterday, I said, yeah, who were they? Because I didn't know. He said, oh, they're Jehovah's Witnesses. He said, they like to get people involved in the church. I said, but we used to go to a church. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, well, <laughs> we won't be going to their church or something like that. And uh, the gist of the conversation as he related it to me had gone something like this. He said, because um, they'd been quite a few times, and he said um, to them, look, um, I don't want you to come here anymore. They said, oh, they said, because, because you, you've, you've come several times and we talk and we talk and we talk. And honestly, he said, I really think that that's all you do. You just talk about it. He said, I do it. 
and he, and he pointed out three, and he, he relayed this to me. There were three neighbours on the other side of the road. He said, that woman, I repair her fence and do her windows. This woman we shop for, this woman I've gone and checked all her plumbing and stuff and got up a ladder and repaired her roof. He said, I do it. That's why this really made a big impact on me. He said, I don't talk about it. He said, I do it, right? And that's what you need to be doing. So clear off and go and help some people and stop talking all this stuff. He didn't didn't (laughs) need to know it again. And then... He said something, and I may have said this to you before. I keep saying it a lot recently. He's probably strongly in my memory. But he said to me, and this was still, it's still one of the most effective things I've ever heard that really sort of brought me up sharp. He said, you know, he said, if Jesus came back tomorrow, they'd try and kill him again. And mm-hmm. I went, oh, that, that, I learned more from that one sentence than I did from anything that I learned in a church. Because in church, you will not be surprised to hear, Eli, they never talked about Christ telling the disciples to sell their cloaks and get swords. They never talked right. about Christ with the Canaanite woman, and effectively, you know, inferring that she was a dog and that, that she's not right. part of this. They, they never That's talked right. about the fact that it's exclusive and that, and that it's not for everyone, that Jesus does not love everybody. And that by today's terms, and I was saying this in the meeting, by today's terminology, Yahweh and Yeshua are racists. And mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. when, so I said... And I stand with them. I said, so if someone says you're a racist, I go, yeah, and your point is? Right. So? So what? Something What's that mean? That? Well, yeah, that's good, yeah. isn't it? Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> right. Um, and, of course, this this blows a few little it's fuses. <laughs> well, right. it is. It is. And yes. later on, towards the end of the meeting, a, a, a goodly lady there, she, I, I spoke to her a lot, she's good, she said, she said, well, then Paul starts talking about race. She was just doing a recap of the meeting. <laughs> I was sort of grinning. Oh, okay. She said, <laughs> uh, she said, and of course, she said, when you use that word and talk about it, he said, she said, everybody slightly tightens a bit on the inside. I was laughing. I said, right. I know. Uh, I said, I, uh, I completely understand. I think it's appropriate that you should. I said, uh, if you'd have come to me 10 years, 10 or 15, 20 years ago and started talking, I probably would, given what my conditioning was at that point. I said, but, uh, you know, really what we're doing here is we're doing word studies. We're, we're getting the true definitions of these words. And there's only, there's about five or six, you know, Gentiles, definitely one of them. Uh, I said, yes. and once these are understood, and there's a lot more work you can do, but I said, you've got 95% of it. It's that big. These foundational words are so warped right. away from the truth that that's why when a white person starts talking about race, everybody ducks for cover. I mean, because they're programmed to think it's something else that it isn't, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's the N-word, too. Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to use the other N-word then. Yeah, yeah there's right. Nazis. I said, oh, we're, yeah, we're all, we're all going to be Nazis. I, I laugh you, about yeah, it. I knew you were going to think it was the other word. <laughs> well, you're like that. I've, right. I've been on shows yeah. with Eli James before. I know kind of what's coming. So... But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, it was it was a wonderful chat, and, and this guy uh, really got very intrigued when when we were talking about World War Two and Hitler's role in the whole thing. And I said, "Look, you you want to look at an epicenter for the actual causation of the whole thing, or where it's?" I said, "You've got to look at Stalin." Um, I said, even he was not fully in charge of it. I said, but he he had also bitten his handlers. He he had got out of hand with what he wanted to do. I said, there's a lot of complexities in it. I said, but the simple truth is that had uh, had Germany taken Stalingrad, which is really the great pivot point, the reversal of all fortunes, I think, 
Um, and I said they probably would had um, the high command not been burdened with traitors like Bormann, who was feeding yeah. all the attack plans to the Russians, right? I said, people are not aware Ooh, of this. I said, yeah. but they were massively undermined by traitors within their own high command. I said, yeah. no matter what you may think of the Germans or anything like that, I said, this world would have been a better place because we would have squashed totally uh, this yeah, international yeah. communist right. garbage. I said, and that's because we didn't. Now you've got the jab. I said, mm-hmm. I said, we lost that conflict in 1945. Nobody, Western Christian civilization, uh, I said, and you could argue that maybe in its current form it needed to take a bloody nose, I said, but that was a bit more than that. And that's the issue, I said. And, and so, you know, coming back to this point you just mentioned a few moments ago, this thing that would rouse our people, I, I do think um, – that this situation is definitely a major role in it because, and you mentioned in the Marks of Israel, which I was reading again over the weekend, which is fantastic. And if anybody out there has not read it, you should get a copy and read it because as a concise exposition of these key points, it's wonderful, Eli. It's a tremendous document. Okay, uh, you dropped out just when you mentioned, uh, what was that again? The Marks of Israel. Oh, oh, the marks of. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just, I was. Um, I don't think I dropped out here at this end, but you probably didn't hear me at that end. And uh, um, yes, but, but yes, um, it, it's just a tremendous document because it's concise. It's absolutely packed with all these key facts. You know, paragraph after paragraph. So it covers a huge amount of ground in a very matter of fact and brusque way. It's the sort of thing I like. I, I respond very well to things like this. Yeah, it's a very yeah, good uh, use of time. Yeah. We're talking about uh, effective communication at the beginning of the show. Right? Absolutely, yes. But, yeah. By the way, uh, for those people who want to become writers and uh, and speakers, I, I recommend that you take a couple of philosophy courses. Uh, forget about journalism. Take philosophy courses because if you can't express yourself to a philosophy professor, then you're out of luck. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why is is this right. something that you have personally endured? Is, is this what we should? Yes, correct. Have you? Yeah, I have a degree in philosophy. <laughs> Not that it, it won't it won't earn you any money, but you can communicate well afterwards. That's for sure. Okay, well, back to you. you- well, it's useful. No, I think it's absolutely key. This thing, I know it's a bit trite to say it comes down to communication, but it, it's vital. I think it is vital. It so, is. Uh, you know, if we, what was the point we were on just before? Oh, yeah, about the marks of Israel. Well, so, you, yeah. you know, yeah, it is. So, I was just saying to everybody, I'm going to repeat it again because it's worth it. Is that if you don't have a copy, get one and read it. Get the PDF and read it because it's very, very useful. It's like a reference document to go back to again and again. And I think you, your summations is excellent because it's full of vigor and energy and it's crystal clear. And of course, that's the Very point good. that we get to. Um, but if I go out and take all that information, which I kn- I've known for a few years now, obviously, and communicate like your conclusion to people, I- I'm going to get nowhere, generally. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm going to get nowhere is that the, the groundwork has not been laid with most people for the context of what we're talking about. They have absolutely got totally the wrong context. They believe, and this is what we were – I said it's understandable why people would think that the people of the Bible are found in the Jews of today. It's – I understand why people think that. And anybody who doesn't understand why people would think that is not paying attention. It's obvious why people would think that because they're told it nonstop all the time. And – and yet, you know, an interesting question was, when did this process, this, this sort of championing of them, 
when and how did it arise? You know, it's been a gradual thing because, interestingly, someone sent me a reference, Eli, to the English Book of Common Prayer, which I don't have a copy of, but it's vast, very big, from about 1797. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge document, massive, full of all the prayers and the songs and everything. Most of them, many of the songs, are basically full of references to the fact that the Israelite people are in the nation of England. It's quite clear. Right. This was a interesting. Very clear understanding. Yeah, in the language. Um, and in fact, June, who you know, she she always had that understanding. She went to a Methodist church when she was a little girl. She's always had that understanding and couldn't understand why they were talking about other things. It simply made no sense to her, you know. And that's an instinctive yes. thing. It's this connective bond that's like, which is where the race thing comes in, because this is absolutely about the blood and about these instincts of the race. And um, so... That that stuff is fascinating, and I was mentioning to them at this meeting about uh, Cardinal Newman, um, who's very well known over here, but whose backstory is <laughs> much more interesting, certainly from our point of view, because he used to be high up in the Church of England, and this was in the 1840s or 50s, I think, mid-19th century, something like this. He's an intellectual and is known for that. Uh, this was um, at the time when the British Israelite movement was growing rapidly, or the understanding and knowledge of, of very, very close. Of course, we know that British Israel is wrong in two, in certain very key and important areas. Um, and right. that's courtesy of the Rothschilds paying that Jewish chap to come in and take over the helm of it. <laughs> they that's twisted, right. That's right. Right. Yep. whose name escapes me, but it won't be escaping Chris, who, who, who if he's listening yeah. now, I'll say he'll know. But <laughs> no, his no, name it's, escaped- not, it's not a Jewish chap, it's a Jewish devil. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> well, you. Yeah. Uh, and okay. um, so Newman, and Newman said something, I don't have it in front of me, that I'm paraphrasing from memory. He said something like, he said, uh, if this, by then, apparently, there's about two to three million of the congregation in England knew that they were Israelites or were talking within this convention. Okay. This was, this is yes. lot, right? They knew it. They go, yeah, oh, this I is why, that. blah, blah, blah. And uh, Newman wrote something to the effect, he said, if this, if this takes a hold more fully, the Church yes. of England is finished. To which my response yeah. was, this, good, <laughs> good. good, this is a good thing. <laughs> Uh, But he was not too happy about this. So unhappy was he that he became a Catholic. (laughs) You just can't make it up. (laughs) You can't make it up. He he ran off to become a Catholic, became Cardinal Newman, and is revered to this day for being some clever dick with a pen, right? Stuff which is not needed. We don't need any more clever dicks with pens. It's not required. What's actually required is this basic understanding of these clutch of words. So that you got the right. context right. Then the really, you know, if there is a requirement for clever people to say clever words and do things, so be it. I tend to think that there isn't. Yeah. We're looking for a kind of plain language of the bright, intelligent, right. common law-driven common man. That's what I'm looking for right. okay. in everything. You, you reminded me of a you reminded me of a, state, a statement by Nietzsche. Yes, who said the chief export of the British Empire is cant. Yes, yes, cant meaning hypocrisy. Yep, absolutely. It is hypocritical speech, and Cardinal Newman exemplifies that 100%. absolutely, one hundred percent to a yeah. T. Perfect, perfect description yeah. of him. So him and him and Nietzsche would have a lot to talk about, possibly, <laughs> and they're welcome to it. I don't want to be there. They can go off and do whatever they want yeah. to do. That's fine. They can get stuck in. So, so that's good. But that's absolutely true. I think maybe you know you also alerted me to another thought, which is, and I've mentioned it here before when when we've been on. There have been 
there's a history of class division within this country, which is still here to this day. And, and we have always generally found the knobs, as they're referred to, the, the, the toffee-nosed ones, as hypocrites. Uh, that's how we tend to feel about them. I don't think it was always that way. I, I mean, I think a naturally occurring aristocracy is um, an unavoidable uh, consequence of a well-run civilization, And by that, I mean there are obviously people who are skilled and more able and more rapidly able to absorb new information and apply it. They are intellectually more capable than others this exists as we know no yeah. one is equal to anybody else and and in a true state of affairs where the context is correct i.e that we're under a contract as a race because he, <laughs> then the race yes. pulls together and it works i want decent aristocrats and we've still got a few left actually they're very rare they yeah, become slightly yeah. slightly eccentric but they they used to occur they go and they were on and they were much yeah. more informed on matters like this and they could take a broader view and they would con control things in a better way but of course they have fallen away certainly in, in this country uh really because of race mixing with the offspring of jewish yes. banking families that occurred really in the 19th right. century huge amount of that took place yes, um, exactly that's right and you, and you know the callousness that dickens refers to in some of his villains this sort of cruelty which is excessive that began to grow up during that period this sort of venal horrible stuff really mm -hmm. i mean you know dickens yes. is fascinating and compelling because of the sheer level of foul cruelty that is exhibited by some of his yeah. evil characters in it it's just it's awful you know these are despicable yeah well it's, it's one thing to have an aristocrat who loves his people versus one who hates yes people right it's that, massively that's, different that's the is it, difference. it yes. is Yes. It is. So, you know, we have to accept that people have different abilities and different roles, but this doesn't mean that you get demeaned because you're a plumber or something. Far from it. In fact, yeah, I, I, view, exactly. I view plumbing right. as absolutely key to civilization. It's vital, believe you. <laughs> it is. Uh, who, who invented What race invented plumbing? Well, uh, yeah. Right, <laughs> you right. know, absolutely. Okay. You, yeah. you don't, hand, you you don't handle the messy end of life properly. Yes, yeah, you're in yeah. a mess. You are. Yeah, love your sewer man. <laughs> your toilet skin flushed without him, right? <laughs> hey, I did love my sewer man the other way. I loved – we've had uh, – where we where we live, we've got a gas main um, that they've been repairing for the last six weeks. They finished about a week ago. Oh, they were slow. They sent two crews out because the first crew were terrible. They're digging the whole road yeah. up, and they took out a bit of the main. And uh, I was looking – I said, what's this made out of? He said, it's cast iron. I said, bloody hell. I lifted it up. It was about six inches in diameter, this pipe, this bit of pipe. Yeah, right. Uh, I said, how long has it been? Because they've been out every – we've been here 20 years, and they've come out every two years to repair a gas leak. It's literally that wonky. So they'd had yeah, enough, and they were right. relaying a brand-new main line, which was needed, of course. And uh, yes. I said, how long has this been here? He says, oh, this is about 1946. I said, well – it's actually not Ooh. done too bad, really. It survived World War II. <laughs> it did. It did. We were not in a bombing run here. I don't think any bombs fell where I live. But uh, still, yeah, it, it did that. And um, he said you, he said some of the bigger ones up in London, the old cast iron ones, he said they're like, they weigh an absolute monster. They're like 18 inches in diameter, these things. They have a one-inch thick cast iron. Weigh absolute loads. Very heavy stuff. So anyway, they did that. But one morning, speaking of plumbing, I go out. And the gas, the gas people are not there. There's, there's somebody from the water board and there's water everywhere. I said, 
hello, you're yeah. not the gas board. They went, no, we're the water board. I said, morning, because I've been taking tea to everybody. I'm like Mrs. Mop around here. <laughs> sort of, you know, work from home. Do you want a cup of tea and all that? Oh, yeah, two sugars and all that kind of stuff, you know. So uh, right. but I get to know the work guys, and they're all good men, apart from which I'm picking their brains on the racist thing and what they think about the country. This is the reason why I'm doing these things all the time. Anyway, the two guys from the water board were great. They're fantastic. He said, yeah, they, he said, you can blame the gas board for this. I said, well, everybody else does. What have they done now? He said, he said yeah, when, when they were tidying up yesterday, they struck, they struck the water main. <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, this is, this is great. Do you want a cup of tea? They went, yeah. Oh, now, now you need a plumber. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking of calling you. I said, get Eli James on a play, uh, plane over here right now because there's one guy I know is good with this sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, Brother Aber makes a very cogent comment. He, he says, uh, people today, Judeo-Christians in particular, idolize the KJV. Yes, they do. Right. Rather, they than, do. rather than Jesus. All right. <laughs> okay. Back to they you. They do. They do. I mean, the KJV, of course, imparts that the language in it is... Uh, fabulous it's really wonderful once you get into yes. the rhythm of it it is and this is a bit like having your ears tickled i can't help it i am delighted by good language and i'm, I'm delighted by poetry poetry when it's right it's a thing that our people do it lifts you it really moves you into a realm of beauty which is the language of yahweh i would suggest you know when it's at, when we're yeah, at our yeah. best and um and yes. so we're, we're searching for that all the time and so the kjv unfortunately yeah. is seductive if that's uh, in that way it's probably not the right word but it's very attractive because of it but he, oh, okay. these corrections need yeah. to be made i know everybody has a go but they <laughs> they do need to be made yeah. i mean you mentioned it didn't you in the marks of israel there's some points you're talking about these terrible translations in there where yes. um where they muller it completely and you get totally confused about what a gentile is. i mean you just go what i can't make any tailor this um, and yet, of course, right. the churches will not spend time on these things to create clarity yeah. within their people, which kind of shows that it's, the That's churches right. are of, of no, no use. They, they want that confusion. They want, well, for example, in uh, in bygone and bygone age, Christians used to refer to non-Christians as Gentiles. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so what is a Gentile if there's so many... Uh, counterproductive, uh, in fact, uh, counterindicative, if that's a good word, uh, self-contradictory definitions of the word Gentile. You yes. know, you've got to be clear in your definitions. And the, the church world is not, neither is the secular world with regard to the word Gentile. It's The, the definitions are mutually uh, contradictory. So you have to go back to the original Greek and the original Hebrew, and then you find, oh, well, it's a person of the same race, tribe, or family, not uh, an alien, which yep. is well, how Christians understand it today. That's, That's a right. false definition. Back to you. Yeah. No, yeah. so I said, I think, the other day when we spoke before this, that I have an understanding as follows. Please correct me if it's wrong, but I think it, in part it's kind of correct that I have viewed the word Gentile, that it has that it's specific in context in terms of scripture it's referring to those israelites of the dispersion that's who it was referring to is that correct or am i in error there well it it, it becomes that because yeah. uh, we uh, we alienated ourselves from yahweh and and he alienated himself from us for seven, 2520 years right yeah. uh, that was a point of my show i think of a friday night where uh you know the uh we we have alienated ourselves from yahweh but uh, then 
the United States of America was founded as the, of the of the twelve tribes of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. But yep. no, the, the word Gentile from the Greek mean no, sorry, from the Latin because it's not a Greek word means a person of the same race, tribe, or family, not a different tribe or family. Okay, right. so uh, you got to, and but it's not a word that's in the Bible. It has been inserted into the Bible with the wrong definition, meaning someone who is not Jewish. Right? <laughs> now wait a minute. Yeah. How does a word that means a person of the same race, tribe, or family mean someone who's not Jewish? That makes no sense whatsoever. No. But that's how the word has morphed through history. Back to you. So, yeah, when you say Jewish there, not Jewish, this is because the incorrect assumption is that the Israelite people are, are Jewish. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's so. Right. So Gentiles are not Israelites, and uh, according to this terminology, whereas in fact they are. Yes, is, in fact they are. Yeah. Right. So uh, now I, I'm not uh, completely clued up on chapter and verse, but there is that phrase, this uh, statement that Christ made at some point, obviously I can't tell you where, where he says, go, is it Christ, go not unto the Gentiles. Is that correct? No, he says, uh, no, go not unto the Samaritans. Oh, right. But unto okay. the, lost, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So basically, yeah. they would go to the Gentiles, by whether they would say that or not. Who were Israelites. Yeah. Right. They would be, they would be going... to the same race. Yeah. Right. They're going to the Israelites <laughs> of the dispersion, or dispersions, all, all of them, and then this word Gentile has, has cropped in, been thrown in, to try and describe them, but then given this other meaning, that Gentiles are people that are not Jewish, which is right. absolutely mind-bendingly complex. Yeah, you can't make head in the yes. tail of it. It's- yeah, yeah. So, the, but there's so many false definitions of the word Gentile being not of the same race that uh, these are, have become commonplace in the modern world, and people have forgotten the original meaning of the word Gentile, which means a person of the same race. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, no wonder there's confusion in Judeo-Christianity. <laughs> yes, it's, right? it's a bit. It's a bit challenging, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. But no, nevertheless, uh, you know, my friend David Ewing, who has passed away earlier this year, has done a landmark study showing that every time you see the word Gentile in the New Testament and you cross-reference it to the Old Testament, it always goes back to Israelites. Yes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I mean, that's definitive. You know, so yes. if you do the cross-references, you'll find, oh, wait a minute. It doesn't mean non-Jew. It means Israelites. <laughs> okay? All right. So it's, that's I mean, this at. is... Yeah, uh, this is, for me, personally, this is something I'm going to be chewing over again for the rest of this week. I've, I've got this document that you kind of sent me from Arthur Kennedy, Arnold Kennedy, sorry. And yes. um, uh, as I so I think Arnold Kennedy obviously is crystal clear of what he knows, but I do find his writing style rather com- complex. Yeah, I don't did, think he he's did, a great he writer. Courses. <laughs> yes, he knows. <laughs> right. no, he's, he's, yeah. he's a very yeah. poor writer. But yeah. his points... When you, when you understand him, his points are racially exclusive. Yes, right? they are. I've got that. Yes. I've got this real rigour in what he's doing, but it's not the sort of thing you'd, in, you'd give to someone at a bus stop that was just generally inquiring about things. It's just going <laughs> to, you know? Yeah. How it, many it, hours do you have to explain what the word Gentile means, really means, right? Hmm. That's that's where we're at, yeah. I think I think we are, and I think that this is a challenge. I mean, it's one I want to take on personally, is finding this shorthand way to get this 
point across. I think it's I think it's key because you know the the clutch of words that I have come to identify, and much of this is down to Nord Davis Jr.'s Star Wars document, which I found so useful in conjunction with things that you had written and everybody else. But the words are um, um, well. You've got all the J words. I've, I put them in a clutch of five. We've got Judea. Judean, Judah, Judahite, and Jew, and, and and I've written little notes back to myself going. Once I was clear about those, then we know who's who. That gets very clear, and we understand right. Right. that this word Jew, of course, is wonderful for creating confusion. I mean, it is because it's, it it hops around from one context to another, and if you let it if you let it go. Uh, you go. What we're we talking about? <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about now? It right, gets right, it right. gets bamboozling. Well, the, the critical issue. The critical issue is whether today's Jews, the people who call themselves Jews today, are the same people as the Judahites of the Old Testament and New Testament. And the fact is, they are not. So we need to have uh, clarity on uh, terms. Uh, So in the Old Testament, rather, it it, it does say, somebody pointed out, does say Jew in the KJV in the Old Testament, right? Yeah. But those people are Judahites, and that's a racial term. It's not a uh, a designator of the modern people who call themselves Jews. So strike the word Jew out of the Old Testament and replace it with Judahite, and you can't go wrong. Yes. All right? that's, That's the bottom line. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you on that. I mean, I, I I've done that as an exercise, obviously, to because I like to take people through those words. I do. I, I'll you yes. know if I'm talking to them, I say, look, let, let's. I'm going to give you five words. I said it won't take. It doesn't take long. You can cover it in a couple of minutes, but it really gives yeah. them a grounding. I'm going. What can I give to them? What What did I value? I value good context. Once you've got once your context yeah. is right, all the content starts to make sense. But prior to yes. that. The Bible's just a complete mess. It's just about, oh, let's get together and sing some songs and feel good. Well, I don't know what we're doing, really. That was always my experience. Yeah. What's going on here? What, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when it's Why pointed out to you that it's so a, confusing. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. And until, it's, you know, until you see it crystal clear that this is a history book and a book of law of the race, it's mm-hmm. it, suddenly you go, bang. I, and Israel. Not yeah. the Jews. Absolutely. <laughs> Who are not a race, but a breed. Now, here, I've, I've been tr- trying to refine this argument as we go along, and it didn't occur to me to put it this way at the homecoming conference last uh, October. But, you know, you have in, in Scripture, uh, the descendants of Asher are called Asherites. Yep. The descendants of Dan are called Danites. Mm-hmm. The descendants of, descendants of Israel are called Israelites. But why are the descendants of Judah called Jews, not Judahites? Yes. Well, they, they are they are called Judahites, aren't they? But those of us that yeah, have got the right uh, context the, do call them Judahites. Be. Yes, of course. That's correct. That's correct. Somebody changed the language deliberately. Okay. So I mean, why? The that, way I've defined yeah. the word Jew, and of course, I, I suppose there's also, but the way I, is a Jew is a non-Judahite living in Judea. Right? Amen. That's what a Jew is. There you go. So those yeah, those perfect, other tribes that came in, Edomites, whatever they were, Hittites, all of the other ones that came in, th- they became known as Jews because, like being called an Anglo because you live in England, but they're not English. It's the right. same sort of thing. Yeah. Right. right, exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, got- uh, and that's what the word Judean means. It simply means a resident of that's Judea. It. It doesn't, uh, not necessarily a Judahite. That's right. Okay? Or that's an Edomite. Right. Okay? Could be either. Yeah. Absolutely. So... so- uh, it, Unless you have the proper definitions of the words, you cannot communicate effectively. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I don't think you can communicate about Scripture at all until you know these things. I mean, literally, you, That's right. you can't. You, well, you can. I mean, they've built entire organized religious systems based off of talking baloney for hundreds of years. That's right. Yes. You know, I, I, I mean, yeah. I, it, it's hilarious to me. You just go, and I've talked to my sons about this all the time. They've really got it because I've, I've done it ever since they were young. I said, if you don't understand these key words, you won't understand the entire document. The total document is a mystery to people because they think it's about something else and that Jesus yeah, loves they everyone. Jews. They God. think it's about Jews. <laughs> right? No. That's right. They think it about <laughs> these residents, these Judean residents. The yeah. residents of Judea, mm-hmm. they think it's about. It's nothing to do with the residents of Judea. <laughs> it's just <laughs> <Right>. ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, But lacking these definitions, all of us, you know, I include myself, I grew up with that story. Why would I think any different? I, I wouldn't, would I? Yeah. Because the churches didn't do their job. Well, they did. They did, they did a job. It's just not the one that yes. they were supposed to do, you know. Um um, uh, it's fascinating, and I covered this yet again with these with these people. So, uh, you yes. know, and there are more words right. to go through, but we've got testament that there's there's these five ones, the J words, some up in Jew, you know, to, to define the whole thing. The other one that's really interesting that Nord Davis talks about is lost. When Christ says, "I come not but for unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel," and um, he says, I think that he said in. A very small percentage of usage, maybe two or three percent of every time it occurs throughout the Bible, it means exactly what we think today. Something has gone astray and is we can't find it. Yeah. That's what it means. Fell out but of your pocket. <laughs> it fell out of your pocket. Oh, I've lost my handkerchief. Yeah, that's oh, exactly. Down the drain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the plumber had it. Yeah, something like that. Oh, or, or yeah, whatever. The plumber found it. Did the pl- found your handkerchief. <laughs> the plumber found it. You see. So now we got lost. Your house. Yeah, right. that's yeah. right. Yeah. But what what Davis yeah. says is that in in the in all other meanings or all other contexts, and this one where Christ says that, it means put away in punishment. So I come not but for the put away in punishment lost sheep of the house of Israel, and he go oh yeah that makes complete sense because they hadn't kept the law. <laughs> it's as simple That's as that. Right. And yeah. I was addressing this with these people. I said, look, the reason why we're in trouble, I said, you don't have to grasp all this today. I said, this is a process of consideration, really. I said, the reason we're in trouble is that we've strayed from these laws. And, of course, this is a bit unpleasant when you first come across it because you weren't even aware that there were laws applying to you. But the more you look at it, you'll see that they are dynamically alive in the here and now, and that all the trouble comes from this, and that they're laws. We can't, we can't go and sort of plead a case with these laws. We can't say, would yeah. you mind temporarily suspending them? It's not like that. This is like a swing door. You push it. If you stand there, when it comes back, it's going to break your nose, right? Don't but stand there. But that's what they mean by the word grace. They believe that the, 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 the laws have been done away with. And now, now we're in the age of grace, right? They believe that. No, yeah. but then uh, somebody brought up in the chat room earlier, you know, well, even Paul refers to uh, Jeremiah chapter 31, I will write my laws on their hearts. Yes. That's part of the new covenant. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It is, and I would suggest, even though I didn't get round to it, that this law being written on the heart, the instincts in your gut, 
about these things mm, right, is why yes, these yes. is why these people were in this room <laughs> it's why they were in this room it's why there is this right. inquiry taking place because it's actually you know i said <laughs> there's only one group of people in this room i said and i would only have it that way i said because if you brought people in from other races i won't come I didn't say that. I didn't say that to all of them. I said, I, said, I can't. I said, I'm not allowed to. I said, I don't hate them. It's got nothing to do with it. I said, I can't do anything with them. I'm not allowed to. Yeah, do you understand? Right. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they can't be, uh, their lives will not be changed by this. They'll just be, continue to be whatever they are. Yeah, and what we end up doing is accommodating these things so that we don't appear to be nasty. And all the time and energy that we spend doing that is time and energy that should be devoted to our own people. And I, I mentioned Amen. this over and over again. You know, someone had raised the point, if if not at that meeting, a previous one. I understand they said, but some of these people, you know, we're being overwhelmed here now under the under the under the yeah. jab, cover of the jab. They're coming in every day. Um, mm -hmm. I've just had a letter through my letterbox bo regarding a local election where the candidate is an, is an Asian gentleman from Pakistan uh, and uh, he's talking as if he's an Englishman. I don't know. I don't hate right. him. He's not, my, he's not the object of my anger. Yeah, the right. object of my anger is who placed him there. That's, it's That's right. Who, who put that there? Right. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. A Judean. <laughs> <laughs> right. A Judean. Or a Judeo, you know, one, one, they're both there. the same. Yeah, absolutely. Or a Freemason, right. probably, because they're all in on this. There you, you know, go. It's, it's all, all things that have fallen away, all this nonsense. So um, that that just continues to go on. And, and so this guy had said to me in a previous meeting, he said, but some of these people that come here are really bright and good. I said, I know. They're really good, aren't they? I said, some of them are better and more competent than many of our own people in many areas. He said, yeah. I said, which is why they can't come. He said, why? I said, because, well, look at what you're doing. I said, first of all, I said, you're, you're, you're removing from our own people the opportunity to fill these positions that you perceive need to be filled. I said, and even if our people are not up to it today, they will be tomorrow, right? I said, our people are uh, more than capable of dealing with all of this, right? I said, that's the first thing. The second thing is that you're also stealing the best from these other people. If these really are the brightest and most competent people from these other races and tribes. And they've come here to live in in the remnant of Western Christian Europe, right? And be part of this ridiculous process where we're chewed up. I said, then yeah. what you've done is you've denied their talents to their own people, right? Mm -hmm. You've assisted That's in that. Right. You've lent agreement to that process. I said, people have said to me, don't you respect these people? I said, no. I said, they, they can't be respected. Respect is not something you go, oh, I'll give you my respect. I said, it's a condition that arises when someone has integrity and honour, and these people don't. I yeah. said, because they've well, come, they've run away. why are they coming to England? Yeah. Why are they coming to England in the first place? It's Correct. because they're living in a hellhole. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's absolutely okay. right. This is the point. I said, they've come here to swan about in Mercedes, dress up in suits, be on TV, be given these positions, because the real enemy is placing them in positions above us, just like Herod was placed above our people That's X right. thousand years ago. Exactly. The, I said, yeah, nothing right. changes under the sun. It's exactly the same principles at work. I said, and you say I've got to respect them. They, they, I said, if I ever sat down with one in a coffee shop, I would politely tell them that they'll never be respected because they've run away from serving their own people, which is obviously where their true duty lies, if they had any integrity and gumption, as opposed to coming over here and hanging around in the skirt tails of white people, driving Mercedes and poncing about on TV and thinking that we yeah. take them seriously. They're retarded. 
and they'll never they'll <laughs> never be healthy rich? until they're back home. Yeah, they're rich in what? Yeah. You know, some trinkets for the even, duration even of this Prince, life. Even Princess Diana, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ran off with a rich, uh, whatever he was, Pakistan. I don't know what he was. Okay. <laughs> <He did. laughs> right? But she was murdered because he was of the wrong race, right? He was, but so uh, was she. She was Jewish, you know. My mother was Jewish, so. Oh, she was? Yep. Oh. Yeah, okay. Shand Kid was Diana's mother and all that. I mean, the whole thing, you know, and all the royal family is circumcised by a rabbi, including Prince Charles and everything. So I don't know oh. the whole of it, but yeah, they're a joke. Oh, they're a complete joke. The whole thing is a joke. Yeah. Uh, I'm not interested okay. in them at all. I mean, they're just silly, um, very silly people, and we don't care about them. Yeah. But um, or, or let me put it this way. I care about them as much as they care about me and, and my kith and kin. I think that's fair, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Love but, it. Love your yeah. race, love your family. Yeah. I think I, I think that this is key. Yeah. So, okay. And in, yeah, so, in, I'm uh, just saying, you... introducing that topic to white people who are not familiar with it takes a little bit of patience and time. I think it does anyway. But it it went well. It really did go well. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, I think uh, I think the point uh, the jab has awakened something in our people because they're beginning to realize that uh, the government doesn't love them. <laughs> the government doesn't like them anymore, yep. and they have to ask the question, why? Yeah. And the answer is because a usurpation has taken place. Really? By yeah. whom? <laughs> and you just bring them back to Judea and Herod. I think one of the things you wrote at the tail end of uh, Marks of Israel is uh, about the arrival, because I don't know when you wrote that, I don't know how old it is, but you, you talk about the arrival of the New World Order is making it clearer to our people that the that their nations are don't effectively really exist anymore they don't they don't exist correct um one of the points i was making about this race mingling nonsense is you know you have a or you've just moved to a new home right and and you use the word home because whoever is in that building is there by your decree and say so your permission and yours only right that's why it's yes Otherwise, it's just a house or a dwelling because somebody else can determine whether you stay or go. But in this case, it's your home because you determine that. That's its inherent. It's one of its inherent characteristics to be able to call it a home. So I live here in England, obviously, and this is the national home of the English, except it isn't. Because as, I, as somebody sent me a, a clipping the other week of... Uh, the arrival of a lot of Afghanistani people from Afghanistan, because obviously America and the Brits have pulled out because there's no more money to be made selling heroin or something for whatever reason, whatever spurious reason they've given, you know. We, we know that they've been making gazillions out of selling heroin from the poppy fields in Afghanistan, and maybe something's changed, I don't know. Anyway, they'd arrived at a hotel um, about two miles from my family home, where I grew up. Uh, and where my mother and father were up until about 2018 when they both departed here hopefully for better things i i suspect and um uh, he was quite cross with them arriving and i i pointed i said look it's not their fault i said what do you think that they just sort of all chipped in and said let's go to a hotel up here in the north of england and and it'll be easy we'll do that i said they haven't arranged this they haven't made it happen mm-hmm. they're not here right. because they 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 could just do that on a whim. I said, and I said somebody has arranged for them to come here. Who is it? I said, if we look at our home secretary, it's a woman called Pretty Patel. I said, maybe it's her. Mm. 
Well, it isn't. Mm. It's not her. She's obviously not one of us, so she can't speak or make any right. decisions for us at all. I Is said, her but name it's really pretty. Yeah, P R I T I P R. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty Patel. Right. And I said, okay. um, I said, she, well, you know, who who put her in place? Because it's not her yeah. fault. Someone, oh, Boris Johnson. Well, Boris Johnson's not English. He's half Turkish and half this, that, and the other. And he was, he's actually one of yours. He was born in New York, right? So you can have him. And um, oh, he's a Jew. <laughs> yeah, something right. like that. And, and and so there he is bombing around. And I said, well, is it him? Well, probably. It's probably not even him because somebody arranged for him to go in. And the, this person says to me, oh, the electorate did that when they voted him. I said, stop it. Stop being so silly. <laughs> Come on. Voting, you don't buy into that nonsense, but of course a lot of people yeah, still do. Right. Yeah, and uh, so here we are. All I was pointing out to him, I said, look, we, the first point of truth, one of the first points of truth for us English at the moment is this. We haven't got a national home. We're not living in one. Because if we were, right. none of these people, by my say-so and yours also, would be coming here for both their benefit and ours. Them arriving here benefits none of us. All it does is it gives mm-hmm. this access to short-term economic trinkets and blah, 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 blah. But staying, I said, they will Certainly. want to live yes. their own way. They have a right to live their own way. I don't want them living it on my real estate. This is like real estate. I said, not, not where we all yeah. live together. It's home. It, it's yeah. hell's on the way. Uh, you know, yeah. unless it's corrected. It's, yeah. yeah, so I've lost and my home. And they're bringing hell with them. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and I was making this point on, on the other night, and it went down really well. There was a lady that I'd never good. met before. She made a brilliant point. Uh, I really, It just tapped into things. It was a really good point. She, she was very concerned about the jabbing in the right way, and particularly concerned about what they're doing for the children. She said, they're coming for our children. I said, yeah, like That's Herod right. did. Herod, 2,000 years ago. She went, yes. Good point. Yeah. Oh, man, you were on top. You were on the top of your game, Paul. Well yeah, done. Well, well yeah. said. Well, it's just these little th- – they're very simple things to say, aren't they? But if they're uh, – and yes. everybody knows these things, you see. It's these oh. things it, – they've got enough material to understand all of it as long as we get the words redefined in their heads. You've got to get the real right. definition of the words. Right. You're going to okay. go around uh, in circles. I anticipate, yeah. I anticipate something at your next meeting, uh, and uh, it would be something like, well uh, – Aren't they all grafted in? <laughs> okay. And then you can say, no, nope. Paul is referring only to the broken off branch yep. of Israelites. He was not talking about the quote unquote Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you can go right to Romans where he says, if the branch be broken off. Yes. Not alien, but mm-hmm. broken off. So what does that mean? Okay, well, they were Israelites he was talking about. They were from the root tree, weren't they? Amen. Yes. And race means roots, doesn't it? The the starting for race is root. We're of the same root. And that's exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, Adam. (laughs) Those are show blood in the face. Those I I mentioned that, and everybody went, "Ooh!" I said, "Yeah." And David had ruddy hair. I said, "I said, there's only one group of people in the world that produce people with flaming red hair. (laughs) Only one." Hello, (laughs) hands up, everybody who knows what it is. You know, I'm telling it like that Uh, because it's you have to make light of it in a way. I don't want to get too sort of you know. Yes, exactly, exactly. If you're too serious, they'll they'll get angry or upset or something. Right. Yeah. 
It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, I came away really buzzy because I didn't expect any of that. I'd gone along actually to really, li- I thought to listen to these other people, but they wanted me, as soon as I sp- was saying these things, and of course we're mov- moving around in World War Two, banking, <laughs> scripture, back and forth, race, immigration, this, that, and the other. But it was, it, the whole thing, of course, is completely connected because it's, we're really describing the time of Jacob's trouble and that they just need to get. Yes acclimatized with that that's really what we're doing i yeah. said we have who's to tell them yeah we're in trouble yeah. i said who's it was in trouble, trouble? i said it's us yeah <laughs> we're in yes. deep we're in deep doo-doo we really are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay well yeah it, it, you need to come back and do reports <laughs> on your progress with these people yes because we're just about out of time right yeah we are you've and, got uh, we got two and a half minutes eli before before time's yeah, up yeah yeah Right. So, uh, and we only covered a couple of verses, a couple of words. You know, I mean, there's more to this. Uh, there's dozens of words in Scripture, but you're right. The, uh, there's several, only a few main words, uh, like Yahweh being uh, misrepresented with the word Lord, Gentile misrepresenting uh, Israelites as non-Israelites, yeah. right, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to have these with the correct definitions of these words absolutely correct, before you can intelligently convey the Christian identity message or understand the Bible at all, right? I, I think so. You shouldn't even be allowed next to it. Someone asked me, they said, have you read the Bible? I said, no, and I'm really glad I haven't. They said, what do you mean? I said, well, I've read a lot of it now. I said, but the reason I, had, I never read it is that I instinctively felt I was going to read it wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. I would have read it with the context that the church was imposing upon me. Yeah. Oh, dear. How bad would that have been? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I said, but once I got these keys about this word, I said, now it's an number. I said, I know it operates at many levels. I know there are codes in it and all these other things, but I'm not concerned with that. I'm concerned with step one. If we can't get the basics right, you can kiss all this other good stuff. But goodbye. It's never going to happen, is That's it? Right. I talked to, you know, you talk about the word church. I just mentioned it. We're really, I've got about a minute to go. I was just saying, you know, because you've got the Pope runs around and says, I'm the vicar of Christ for the whole world. Oh, very nice. I said, That's very nice of you. You know, I was just advising everybody if they can get hold of that hat, they can be Pope as far as I'm concerned because it's just to do with whoever got hold of the hat. You know, I just right. think that it's about yeah, it's as meaningful dressing. as. Yeah. yeah. But church, of course, and I, Chris, has, Chris has mentioned this to me a church. It's for sale, it, too. <laughs> yeah i guess but a church as i understand it is where the elders of the israelites get together to discuss the affairs of state and this had i'd mentioned this before someone the word church came Uh up they all went uh, someone went this this is a church right now i said this is absolutely a church right now we're doing it this is it Mm -hmm. 20 20 seconds eli i'll let you wrap up thank you for having me on today i've enjoyed it it. okay very good very uh, productive discussion i think the the chat room is buzzing about uh, the meanings of words <laughs> which is a good thing all right all right fa- folks thanks for listening we're out of time talk to you later thank Over you to you paul yep thanks everyone bye for now